Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Late Night Chats podcast again, and uh, we got a special one for you today. Uh, we got our friend Kyle here to talk about uh, learning disabilities. Now, I'm really excited. That's going to be coming up a little bit later. Uh, if you want to find us uh, on our socials, we got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, and iTunes, all under Late Night Chats Podcast. So you can find uh, other podcasts we've done before. You can find us and talk with us. Uh, we want to hear from you. All right, so uh, hit us up on any of those, and uh, let's start a conversation. So we're going to do a segment called Quick Questions. So we have Kyle here. Say hi, Kyle. Hello. So we're going to ask you some quick questions, and it's about anything, and he doesn't know the questions, so let's see what his answer is. So, Kyle, the first question, what is your favorite video game? I would have to say the Fallout series. Fallout series. Nice. That's a good series. Uh, what is the first thing you do in the morning? First thing I do in the morning? I open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's cool. What is your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food? Um, oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I, like, uh, I like chicken. 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 <laughs> All right. So that's uh, quick questions. Let's uh let's go into our our topic. All right, so we got a uh, topic this this evening, uh, learning disabilities. Now I got uh, Kyle here. Now Kyle, uh, where where do you work? I work for an agency that supports people with disabilities. Now, what does this agency do? And so we work with people from the ages of between uh, eighteen and twenty eight, and uh, um, so basically. We work on goal setting. It's it's non-directive approach, and that means that basically the person that we're supporting is in the driver's seat. So they make the program basically what they want to make it. So every year we uh, we ask for them to set some goals, and then we assist them in any way they need to reach those goals. So from yeah, so it could be from anything from going to see a concert, learning how to budget to to make that happen for them, uh, to living on their own independently, getting a driver's license. Those kinds of things. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, what drew you to this type of work? Um, I that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> that um, I guess ever since I was a kid, I was always the kid that would. I don't know. I I guess when I was little, I perceived that maybe this person needed help or something, and I would just try to help them and um, just one of those helpful kids. I don't know. Uh, it, it it's hard to say really what drew me to that. Um. I guess I remember when I was working in uh, my, one of my first jobs. I was working at a gas station. And I remember this lady. She told me, she's like, uh, she's like, you you should you should get into social work. Hmm. And I was like, like why? She's like, I asked her. I was like, well, where did that come from? You know? And she's like, well, yeah. you, you're really good with people. Hmm. And so, yeah, I, I guess that just that just that one comment. I guess I was like 18 years old. I guess that one comment kind of you know uh, opened my eyes. And try to look at different options than what I was already doing. Not that you know pumping gas or anything was a bad thing. I really did enjoy that job, um, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. <laughs> has it got has life got easier for those learning with learning disabilities for people with disabilities or easier? Um, I think there is more awareness out in the like. In, in, in our country for sure, um, especially around uh, any, any type of disability. 
Um, they had the, uh, the Disability Act that started back in 2005 mm-hmm. that people have to meet the requirements by 2025, which, you know, um, so far the government has stood by that. Um, so every, everything has to be accessible, even from people who are blind, people uh, who are deaf. So there's, there's lots of resources out there now, too. Um, in your line of work, uh, yes. in the area that you work in, um, have you seen things... Uh, being met as far as like the requirements and do you think that the requirements are um, you know well thought out well it with my position that I hold right now um, there's a there's a there is a quite a few systemic barriers mm. uh, like people with this like, with the people that I work with from 18 to 28 that's a very tough time for people mm. um, they're trying to they're on a fixed income majority of the time uh, so they're on ODSP. So if they have, you know, if they're working, you know, they lose portion of that money. Like they do get a certain amount, but, um, so, and getting jobs, that, that's a whole, you know, other thing, right? So if you have, so if you have a disability, um, it just, it takes a little bit more to learn, right? So you just need a little bit more, you know, patience to, to train someone in that field, which we do have part of our, part of the agency that I work for, we have a, a working division that helps people get jobs. And, and so that, that service is available for people. Um, the thing is though, is that as soon as you hit 18 years old, everything changes for you. You're no longer an adolescent, you're, you're an adult. And for some of us, like even myself, like I didn't really move out until I was in my twenties. Like I wasn't even ready to, uh, you know, like I didn't, like, I don't know, maybe I was a different exception or not, but I didn't have, like, I didn't have anyone to really show me how to use money or anything. That was all, like, here you go, you're 18. Hey, I can apply for a credit card. Let's go rack this thing up because I have no idea um, the consequences yet, right? No one, like, you know, like my family will not go there, but, you know, they didn't really tell me that, you know, these things, it wasn't common knowledge to me, but personally, but I see that a lot in the people we work with is that they, they, they live on, you know, like certain things, and 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 the whole the whole other side of the job is is uh, is like finding a place, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're, you're going to move out on your own, it's just not realistic for someone that's on a fixed income, especially here right now because of how the market is. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there a common family situation that you see a lot of with the people that you work with? Well, I would say um, there's a lot of the people that we work with there. There's a lot of supportive families out there, but there's also people that come from. Um, I sorry, I'm, I'm they don't like that name, but um, Children's Protective Services. That's the name that they like. Okay, uh, Children's yeah. Protective Services. Yep. So yep. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of as soon as they hit 18, they all their services get cut, and then um, like they do have some programs now that that we're aware of that until the age of 21, if they meet the requirements, they can get some extra assistance to find a, a living space or that kind of thing. But as soon as they're 18. Basically, their services are cut, and um, if they have uh, the the requirements for the agency I work for is that there has to be an intellectual disability. Um, so, if there's other disabilities or mental health that's on top of that, that's as long as they have an intellectual disability, then they, you know, they're they're eligible for our services. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a lot of the people that come into our program, um, they basically. Like there's like they're they're probably shown these skills how to save money and this and that but when we get them like a majority of them don't have the skills because it, it comes down to in the moment right they almost need someone there 
in the moment that they can like an interdependence kind of thing. They still have their independence, but just someone, and that's kind of what we do, mm-hmm. is that we we assist them in, in those areas. But a lot of them, they're 18 years old, right? And then they're they're coming, they're living on their own. They're expected to buy their own groceries. They're expected to make sure their clothes are clean. They're mm-hmm. expected like a lot of these skills that you know someone that didn't have a a, a sort of disability, um, even when they're 18, like that's still that's hard, right? Because most of us that do have families, we and these days, it's encouraged not to move out so quickly um, unless you have that social capital. You know, you have like social capital is, is a term that we use, um, basically a social support system. Mm. So if I were to move, um, I could call my brothers and be like, hey, can you help me move? But then there's other people that don't have that kind of social capital where they have to hire people to move, right? Yeah. So oh, that, that, sure. that's just an example of what social capital is. So well, it's got to be hard yeah. with the, the living cost too. I know for myself, just like starting out and living on my own, me and my wife kind of figuring stuff out and like the cost of living is very high. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine if, if, if someone's coming into this and you have to know or kind of have a lot of your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. it's got to be scary and difficult. And mm-hmm. then also probably bring on some other struggles too. Yeah. What is a learning disability? So a learning disability is, it's, it, it, it's basically a label. And unfortunately in our country, um, the only way to get services is by, you have to have some kind of diagnosis to get services, right? Um, and I, I'm a firm believer. I, I I'm not a huge thing like, like labels. I, I personally don't believe in them, but um, you know we need them. I mean, like if you were diagnosed with severe depression, um, in order to get help, you would need that diagnosed next to your name, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, back to the question. So a learning disability, it just means that you you may need different adaptive devices to to learn different skills. That's all. Like it might, it's not that it would take you longer to learn a skill. You just need to go basically to a different approach to learn that skill. Um, there's an example um, I remember reading from a book. I can't remember the author's name, but he did a big thing on ADHD. What, so what that is is um, people just have trouble, you know, they're, they're constantly wanting to do other things, staying focused. Um, so someone who has ADHD that's sitting in the classroom that just came outside from recess is probably not ready to transition to calm down and read a book and for reading time. So they're probably, you know, still wanting to fidgeting, still moving around, wanting to do something different. Um, and not just someone with ADHD. A lot of kids are like that. But um, as an example of ADHD, there is this – back in the, in the story there. Um, so they had a gym teacher, and he was blindfolded. And he asked all the kids to, uh, to stand up and, um, and to – I'm trying to remember this. So he stand up and, and leave the gym. And then he asked if anyone was still in the room. And then there was one kid that said, yeah, I'm still in the room. He's like, why haven't you left? He's like, because I'm in a wheelchair. That's kind of an example of him giving a verbal directive, um, but not being able to see. And, and, and then asking, how come, well, how come you didn't stand up and leave the, leave the class? Like, stand up and leave the class. He's like, because I'm in a wheelchair. I can't stand up. See, in his mind, he was still stuck back. I can't stand up. And that's what you said to leave, right? Because he's in a wheelchair. So, but, but to the, to, that was just a little experiment, right? Kind of like a little thing, kind of like a little example of, of what a learning disability kind of is like. So, um, if you ask someone to like, I guess in my experience from, from working in the school board, someone who, who couldn't process information like quick enough as the teacher was written on the board to read it and then take their hand with the pen and get that information on a piece of paper in a way where it's 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 like legible, um, someone like that 
like they they have a computer like they have computers now so they can get around that so they can easily just quickly type it out so uh, someone with the learning, like there's many different types of, of learning disabilities, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah there's, there, there's many different types. So asking like what is a, a learning disability, I guess, is, there's a whole huge large spectrum of different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Like some people just struggle with organizing. Some people struggle with organizing their thoughts to get it on paper. Some people just or, struggle just organizing their desk or um, whatever situation they're in. Um, some people need visuals, cues, that kind of thing. So... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rambling. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's all good, man. Uh, I remember being in elementary school and uh, our teacher would read the novel, the BFG, and it's a big friendly giant. And we, and she'll write the paragraph, like the chapter on the board and expect us to write it out. Mm-hmm. And when it was like a long, a longer chapter and we only had a short, a short amount of time to write it out. And I'm a slow writer and a slow, I had to constantly look at the board to copy down each letter and each, uh, make sure like I'm getting it right. And I ran out of time because it was recess and I ran out of time and I had to stay inside from recess to finish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like my mind couldn't like comprehend that that quick and copy off. I can't just look at the board and write. I had to. Okay, write the letter, look up again, and like tried to write it down as fast as I could, and I couldn't do it. Hmm. So it was, that was really hard for me in elementary school. Yeah, and that would be a perfect example of uh, um, of like like that's why it's important to understand that not everyone learns the same way, and um, yeah, yeah, that's I hear that that that's a very common not very common, but we we do see that um, especially when I was younger, like you know, teachers doing that. Um, it's just, just not understanding, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah. I guess it's, I guess it becomes really, really easy to, uh, shift, shift the blame on the education system. Um, and I guess the education system hasn't really changed in a long time. Like it's, it's really stayed the same point of learning. You know, it's, uh, you got to read a book, you got to know how to write it out. You have to write it out a certain way and then you got tested on it, right? Like, sit in a class, there's no books and you have to write down everything that they ask you basically. And it's kind of like that, that idea that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that maybe aren't, aren't learning that that way and aren't able to share what they've learned in that way. Well, they have, they had made changes now. Um, I mean, when when I was in the school board, they, um, they do developmental reading assessments Mm. for, and and it's a good way for a teacher to, and resource teacher. So, so the process is before a child can, can get diagnosed with anything with a, uh, like a, a learning disability, um, they have to go through a process and usually the resource teacher is the one that will make that referral. Mm. Um, and, uh, so back to what you're saying. So in a situation now, like for, for Aaron's story, um, they have like smart boards now. So a lot of it, you, you don't really have to copy a lot of stuff off the board anymore. They don't make you do that. I know like in college, university, that's still a norm. It, mm. it, it's a different environment. Um, but uh, I know in, in public school, and I'm not sure about high school, but I know public schools, they don't, there, there's not a whole lot of that anymore. And if they did, they, they're they pretty good at getting you like an iPad or, or something to help you. Mm. You just go up and take a picture of it, you know, and then that's it. And then maybe you can get it printed out. So they're, they're a lot better and more, like uh like lenient on, on that kind of stuff um 
The other thing is too, the DRAs. So for a child that's struggling with reading, they'll, they'll pick that up pretty quick, especially when they're young. Um, cause they do, a, uh, developmental reading assessments, uh, occasionally. Okay. And yeah. So, um, so they have made, you know, progress. Cause when I was a kid, they didn't have anything like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I can remember too, like you had to do it their way or you failed. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, that's, that's it. Um, that's it. Uh, they, yeah. So, so there's a process. So once a resource teacher, you know, sees that there's some, you know, uh, lagging, you know, skills in certain areas, uh, they, um, and I, I like that term. It's just, it's just skills, right? It, mm-hmm. It's lagging skills when it comes to your executive functioning, your executive thinking. Um, and, uh, what they do is they get, it's an IEP. So it's an independent, um, educational plan, I believe mm-hmm. it's called. I think, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Like, on the tail end of me leaving the traditional education. Oh, okay. So I think it was in high school that they, I remember hearing that and like, what's that? And then, yeah. IEP. Yeah. So yeah. That, and that's what they use now. It's just a term, another label, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but it's not next to your name. Yeah. You have an IEP. It, it basically, it's a plan. It's a plan that shows the best way this child can learn. And, and that's what they do. They, they, they want, um, uh, a plan set in place. So it shows that, you know, the school board is 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 trying to meet the, the needs of the child. So, um, so anyone with a learning disability would have an IEP for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what is it like um, working one on one with uh, someone that is having that has a disability? That has a disability. Well, that's kind of a that's kind of a complex question, actually. Because yeah, sorry, cause, cause everyone <laughs> everyone's different. Everyone, it, 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 honestly, it's it's no different than. It, it's no different than than working along anyone. It's just um, you know uh, what we do. It's more of a mentoring kind of ideal, like uh, or modeling. It can be. Um, so one one of my professors would say in a uh, in a metaphoric term that you're kind of sitting in a canoe going down the the lake, which is the lake of the person that you're supporting, right? And you're just pointing things out. You're not telling them this is what you need to do. This is what you need, you have to do. But you're just pointing things out, you know, because you're because you can't you can't like when you're working with someone with a disability, you can't tell them what to do because then you build like it's kind of like building reliance, you know. So so you don't want them to rely on you because you're not always going to be there, you know, because you're you're a paid support. So yeah. you're not always going to be there. So you wanna you want them to teach to learn the skills and understand why you do these things. That's the challenge, I think, in that. So when when I'm working along with people. I always try to ask them, well, why do you think we do it this way? Or why do you think, or I just, you know, like a lot of whys, a lot of open-ended questions because I want them to really understand why this is important for them um, mm. and, and try to explain them the consequences. But there's other times when that makes the job really hard. I probably, I don't know, jump in questions here, but um, sometimes it, you know, they, people need to make mistakes. Like, mm. like when I worked in school board, I did teach kids that, you know, um, you have the right to make a mistake, especially when you're learning stuff, you know, you have the right to make a mistake and you, and, and you'll learn from it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not okay. It's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hurt someone hurts or hurt others or hurt yourself or destroy stuff, but it's okay to be angry and it's okay to use healthy strategies to, to, you know, time away or whatever you need. Right. Yeah. So it, it's no different than when you're working with someone with disabilities. It's, it's all life learning. It's all life skills. So that's a really, yeah. that's a really tough job description that you have do you find that there's 
uh, enough funding or there's enough support in that area of work to, to be able to do that job to the extent that you need to? Yeah, I, I believe like there's obviously always a need. Our program, we, we only have up to 40 people in our program. Um, it's, it's workers or people that are people helping? that are, we're supporting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we only get 40, so there's two of us and, um, 20, 20 there's two people for 40, 40 people. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. so a lot of people live independently. So, um, and, and a lot of them still live with families, right? So the needs are different. So yeah, mm. there's, there's 40 plans, 40 different people that have different goals and are going on in their lives. If, Five or six people have some crises in their lives. It, our our lives are really, really, really busy. So we just kind of have to like put out the fires that are the biggest, basically, the mm-hmm. most severe. So, um, but that's just that's just how it is. Um, there are similar. I believe there is a similar program from a different agency. Uh, that, yeah, th- yeah, that has a similar kind of setup. But a lot of our jobs, when we're working with people, we're, we're setting them up with um, different agencies, different resources in the in the uh, in the city, um, or wherever they want to go. It depends on what they want to do, right? They want to get a passport, or they want to um, they they might need some social assistance, maybe, or maybe they they ran out of food and they, they don't know how to get food, and there's you know they just need guidance on you know to get some food or something. Uh, you know, just situations like that. So a lot of it is 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 just guiding them into the right place. Hmm. So, what is your favorite memory of the job? Favorite memory of the job? Um, I think when we when we all get to do stuff like like we um, like go out for dinner in a movie or like uh, recently camping. Um, you know, like uh, it, it's hard because I now that I think about it, I really it's not really like a favorite thing. It's just it's. It's, it's, it's a change, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and I think the other thing is, too, is when someone completes a goal on their plan, that's awesome. Is there, as as far as when someone completes a goal, is there some sort of thing that happens? Like, is there a celebration or anything like that? Or Well, we, we usually leave that up to the person. Um, okay. Yeah. It depends on, on it depends on the goal, I guess. Like, yeah. if they're just getting a driver's license, of course. Like, if that's something they want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm sure their families or whatever would celebrate and we just kind of step aside and let, let them make the decisions on what they want to do. So, okay. But that's definitely cool. give them a high five. Yeah. <laughs> high fives are free. eh? Yeah. Um, is there any challenges, uh, to the job that we haven't necessarily talked about yet? Um, a lot of the times when it went with this job, because we're, we're, we're based on uh, goal setting is the, there's always barriers that stop the person from achieving those goals. Mm-hmm. Like it, the idea is nice, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I want to drive. Yes, I want to. I want to get. I want to live independently. I want to get a job. But then there's those barriers. The the it looks like self sabotage, but it's not. It's more. It's it's the mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the challenging part because you know we when we try to work with someone, we we can only encourage, right? Like we only encourage, we only advise them on certain things and we try our best to explain why we're encouraging them, uh, but they have to see it themselves. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, like we can, and, and, and that's just life, you know, that's just not people with disabilities. That's just life. That's anyone, um, anyone. So that's, that's a challenging part. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna be, that's gotta be tough too. Especially when you, when someone says, oh, I really want to do this one thing and you're like, it's going to be a real prayer for them to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, but to try and stay positive or do you, like, do you find yourself sometimes, 
um, helping to like shape their goal if it's something that may not in the way that they're saying it it may not be achievable if you're kind of like asking like someone wants to go to space maybe we can plan to go to a space station in florida yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. so you do exactly a, we, okay yeah as long as the person's okay and, and they they see that because sometimes we get um it's, it's a difference between a goal and a dream right yeah. so there's a dream going out into space and then there's a goal well maybe just get a little closer to that we can just plan on doing this because mm. dreams we all have them but a lot of them they're not realistic you know, mm-hmm. it's not ideal like to, to be able to say, I'm going to go to space, but we definitely don't stomp that out because we don't know what can happen in five or 10 years. For maybe, sure. Maybe space travel will be a thing. So, but we just, we definitely don't stomp that dream out. We just try to try to bring it down to their, like not their level, but just to what's realistic because what's even, achievable. Yeah. yeah. Cause even myself, I can't go to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. Yeah, that, like, that's not happening for me. And I don't know how I'm going to make that happen for you, but we can definitely look into other things that we can do that's related to it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there's always, there's always should be a takeaway. So like, what are, what are, what is something that we can all do, uh, to help make this experience or, um, these people that are, are learning different, how can we help their lives become easier? Well, I, uh, acceptance for sure. Mm. Yeah. I would say acceptance. That's a big one. Um, like our agency, we're always trying to promote inclusion, mm-hmm. trying to get everyone included anyway. So I, I would say acceptance would be the biggest thing. Um, accept people for who they are. Like, don't like as much as we are as a society, we, we, we do judge mm-hmm. it's a natural thing in our brain. And, um, uh, well, I wouldn't say natural, but it's just how things are. But, um, I, I would just, you know, try not to judge people because they're because you think they're different because we all are different every single one of us yeah and it's easy to easy to point fingers at someone else and then to look at you know just how how ugly that judgment was you know um so that's the biggest thing is 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 the judging give people a chance you know and some people they need three or four chances Mm. you know because you have the right to make a mistake right Mm -hmm. you do um as long as it's not hurting anyone else you know like you know, like maybe things didn't work out at that job. You know, maybe the, the, the owner could, could look past this lazy person that can't take instructions, right? Can yep. look past that. Maybe there's something going on there that I can work with them. You know, collaboration would be the, the word. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find that that's, that's got to be number one, yeah. you know, in different scenarios that I, I've been in. Because I, I kind of look at two really important things that I've been kind of confronted with. I think of number one how um, there may be someone that doesn't look like there's someone that looks like they have it all together, but there's something that kind of holds them back and and it would be that, that they learn a different way. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh wait, hang on. You know, like you can't put, like I said, uh, like you said, a label on what it looks like or what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, And I guess the other one would be, when people have been told that they can't do something over and over and over again, then they they believe that they can't, and then there's a lot of self doubt. Well, maybe I can't also do this, or maybe I can't also do that, you know. Um, and I feel like, you know, encouragement, inclusion, like those are like in- extremely important things, like you're saying, because I I can see it for myself with dealing with different people, um, in my line of work as well, like. They're just so maybe negative on on life and negative on what they can potentially do. Mm-hmm. And it prohibits them from even trying or thinking about it. Yeah. You know, 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I very much resonate with what you're saying on that. Yeah, the, there was a great person, and I say a great person because I went to a conference last year, and, and uh, I didn't get it personally to meet him, but he was talking, and uh, he used to he used to be a homeless man, and he was addicted to drugs, and um, he had a really bad past. Anyway, so he's now a, a, a CEO of a major company. Wow. He's come a long way. Yeah. But he had this... He had this old man that, that walked by him one time when he was sitting there, you know, no shoes, just all, you know, on the street. And he, say, he just said, you are more than what you think you are. Mm-hmm. That, and that's all it took, right? You are more than what you think you are, what you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. So he called, he, he coined the term, um, so there's, there's probable thinking and then there's possibility thinking. There's the, the like, I, for, from a, a favorite author of mine, there's the planes of probability or the, pl- the planes of possibility to the plateaus of probability. Mm-hmm. So when we think in probability, we think, you know, facts, right? Like this is this way, this is that way. It can't be any other way. But, plain- but the possibility thinking is that you're open to anything. And I think we need more of that possibility thinking instead of that probability thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is instead of saying, well, this won't work because of this and this and this, um, I can't do this because so-and-so said that, Right. Instead, stop and just take some time and, and, and think of, instead of probability, think of the possibility, you know, getting in that mindset of, of the possibilities that, that, that could come out of this. So, yeah, and, and that's what our agency is about. It's more about possibilities. So instead of saying, well, we can't do this because so-and-so or this might happen, you know, well, let's, let's not set anyone up to fail, make sure we have plans in place, but let's see what happens. Man, that was that was really good. Um, we want to keep the conversation happening. So if you if you want to talk about it more, or if you have questions or, or anything like about that, um, you know you know where to find us: Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Man, uh, we want to continue talking and making a difference in people's lives. And thank you so much, Kyle, for oh, spending welcome. the uh, spending the evening to talk. And, um, guys, we look forward to talking again. All right. And uh, my name is Wes. And I'm Aaron. And we're signing out.